Hello, hello, greetings. Greetings and hello. Welcome to the Cloud English Podcast. My name is Luke. It is September 17th, 2043. And it's great to have you here. I hope you're ready to learn some English. Today we have some interesting things, I believe interesting, and hopefully useful things to talk about to help you improve your English. Four main things all around, well, not all, mostly around the general theme of questions. We're going to be looking at how to ask the right type of questions to break the ice, to get a conversation started. We're going to be looking at constructing questions. How do you build, for example, a yes, no question as opposed to a question with a word like who or what? Hmm, are they the same? Are they different? What's the difference? What the heck? We're going to be talking about that and how we can answer. This is, I think, very important questions like, how are you? How's it going? What's going on? Are those the same? Are they different? If you don't know how to answer those, it's very important to be able to do that. So we're going to be spending some time on that as well. And we have a few other things planned too. Of course, since we are here live recording, you can ask questions if you are here. And if you're not, then you cannot. <laughs> That's pretty straightforward, I feel. So generally, um, I don't even want to say <laughs> I've tried to make these regular. It seems like now it's more like weekend mornings, Saturday and Sunday is when I'm really finding a nice spot to be able to uh, to record. But uh, we'll see. One of these days it's going to be fixed. It's going to be set in stone. It's going to be locked and that'll be good. Anyway, here we are on a Sunday, beautiful, sunny Sunday morning. It is sunny outside. It's very nice. The weather is good. It's getting cool. It's not winter. It's not summer. So it's kind of in the middle. I like it. This is getting up to my favorite season. My favorite season is autumn, especially once it gets colder. I like colder weather. I mean, I've said this before, but I'm not a big summer person. So as soon as summer can be over, the sooner the better is what I say. If you haven't already done so and you'd like to support the podcast or the channel, you can click the thumbs up, the like button, whatever it is that is available to you to show the algorithm that you support what is going on here. And otherwise, you can subscribe or follow to see future podcast episodes and also uh, future videos. Now, depending on where you're watching or listening, that may be different. So if you're watching, for example, on YouTube and Facebook, you know, sometimes you may want to listen. You may want to have that audio experience. Uh, you know, that's great. I like, I love listening. And I often, instead of watching a podcast that is visual, I will just listen, even if it's on YouTube. But if you just want to listen and you want to download it on your whatever podcast application, you can do so by searching Cloud English, or you can check the links in the description. And if you're listening and you'd like to watch, you can do so on YouTube and Facebook. So that's that. You can also get 30% off uh, 
the yearly membership. It's actually the monthly membership, but it's for a year. So the monthly amount per year is 30% less. That's a pretty good deal. And, um, you know, you get access to all the courses that are there. So check that out too. And of course you can get a free course, Natural English Conversations in the links in the description. Okay. Oh, and join the Discord if you want. That's where you can, really that's a nice um, feed of new content when I launch a new course, for example. All of that stuff automatically gets posted to the Discord. You can see that there. And also you can send me a message. That's a good place to find me, to ask me questions about. For example, what's the difference between potatoes and bananas or whatever question you may have? <laughs> Hopefully you don't have that question. Hopefully that's not your question. That would be a, you know, they say there's no such thing as a bad question. That's a bad question. <laughs> There's no such thing as a bad question unless that's your question. That's the only example of a bad question. What is the difference between a potato and a banana? Um, everything. Everything's different, I would say. Something up with the flavor of this coffee. It's a fresh, it's a fresh coffee. Hmm. Something not off, but something's different. What is that? More burned or something? I don't know. Something weird going on with the coffee. We'll figure it out. Maybe some spiders got into the coffee, the coffee bean hopper. And so it's got it's got a little spider taste. Who knows? Alright. Okay. Alright. I see we have some people here joining live, and that is fantastic. Uh, Amaro from Brazil, welcome. Poised from Poland, hello. SNMKN from Japan, greetings. Philippines, United States, wow. Jake from somewhere. Yeah, ask your questions, I'll see what I can do. Um, and let's see, Korea. Well, everybody from everywhere today. What's going on? Hopefully not a black widow. Yeah, that's an interesting question. If you get if you get bitten by a black widow, you know, there's a risk of of severe uh injury or death. But does that include eating a black widow? Like if you put a bunch of black widows like 30 black widows in a blender with some oat milk, maybe a little vanilla, and you blended it up and you had a black widow smoothie, would that kill you? Would that be dangerous? I don't know the answer to that. Could someone look that up? Is it only when the black widow bites you that you're that that you get the 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 poison affects you or is it also consuming it? Like if you just eat a tarantula and you just eat it like an apple <laughs> or a kiwi, will you die or will you be fine? This is my question. Someone look that up. Someone look that up. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, keep the questions coming. We'll get started with our first topic for today. Uh, and then I will, if there are any interesting questions, we'll get to 
those. Tarantulas are edible. Yes, I know that tarantulas are edible. I know, for example, in um, Southeast Asia, they're eaten. Um, for example, Laos and um, where else? Maybe Vietnam, Southern China, I think they eat maybe as well. But um, do you have to remove the poison sack or can you just go for it? Okay, what's the difference, says Jake, between shadowing, mimicking, and imitation? Hmm, okay. That's a pretty interesting question. Let me answer it and then we'll see what maybe what, what an AI helper could say. So I would say the difference between shadowing, mimicking, and imitation would be that mimicking and imitation are quite similar, right? So if you say that you're mimicking someone, you're essentially trying to copy whatever they're doing. Now that could be uh, their face, that could be their voice, that could be their management style, their writing style. To mimic is to copy it as closely as you can. I don't see any difference between that and imitation. Um, let me see if there is a difference between mimic and imitation. Imitation can be used as something that is a copy of something in a negative sense. For example, a cheap, a cheap imitation. Imitation can be either used as an adjective or as a noun, an imitation, um, which would be the copy that you're looking at, right? And that could be a product, for example. A cheap imitation of a product would be something that is not very well done compared to the original, right? Uh, but also that could be maybe my voice. I'm trying to imitate a British person and I make it sound very cartoonish and it doesn't sound right, right? So that's a bad imitation. And that imitation there is a noun. So there's some differences in the usage. But then shadowing is more not exactly specifically copying everything, but it is following something very closely in order to learn it. Now for shadowing, as in pronunciation shadowing, to learn pronunciation, I suppose you are trying to do that. But the goal there is to learn it. And it's the same way as shadowing in the workplace. If you're an intern or a new employee, you would shadow a, an existing employee to learn what they do on the job so that then you can do it, right? Okay, so that's my understanding of the differences between those or the similarities between those. I'm just curious what... Um, can we see what ChatGPT thinks about this? I always like to ask, what is the difference between shadowing, shadow, uh, imitation, um, shadowing, let's do that, shadowing, imitation, and mimic. Anyway. I should say mimicking. Okay, you know, it, it's going to get it. All right. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. Mimicry, that's the, that's the word I need, actually. Shadowing, the, um, this usually involves closely following someone to observe and learn from them, often used in a professional context like job shadowing, 
where a person observes a worker to understand their role. Shadowing may not always involve direct copying of actions, but focuses more on understanding processes or behaviors. Okay, I think so far I'm one for one there, right? This is, uh, this is a, so imitation then is a broader term that refers to the act of copying someone's actions, behaviors, or traits. Unlike shadowing, it doesn't necessarily involve observation or learning. And then mimicry, the term is close, uh, closest to imitation, but it often implies a more precise or exaggerated copying, usually for the purpose of entertainment or mockery. Animals also engage, engage in mimicry for survival. Oh yes, so maybe uh, a bug, an insect may mimic a leaf in order to, uh, in order to camouflage itself. Right, okay. All right, cool. That's interesting. Good question, Jake. I like it. I like it. I like it. You can also, uh, oh, you can do an episode about the IT or design industry. Yes, Poised, let me um, think about that. More like the vocabulary related to IT and or design. Hi, I'm from Morocco. I want to ask you about the relationship between uh, your state of being, I mean, how you are, how you feel, and English, because sometimes I find myself able to talk when some other, the opposite happen. I'm confused about this. I don't fully understand the question there. Uh, I'm not quite sure I quite get it, so. Can't answer that one. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Let's get into let's get into our first topic. I want to bring up what I think is an important question. Just just quickly, um, just quickly, and then Vitali, I will get to your question. There, I see that's something I can talk about. So. What what do you say when you're in a situation where you should have small talk or you think you might want to have small talk, uh, but it's not clear how to do that? And we're going to just say that the situation is small talk with a colleague, maybe on a Zoom call, okay? What can you say in this situation? Well, you could say something. You could make a comment. Let's say again, it's, it's, it's a colleague. It's, it's, uh, you're working remotely or one person is in the office and the other person isn't, right? And it's before a meeting starts. You want to you just have a little bit of small talk. What do you do in this situation? I recommend, I think the best thing to do is think about questions that you can ask. Now, this is going to be different for every situation. So the first thing to do is think about number one, what is the situation that I'm in and what do I have in common with this other person? That's the first thing. That's pretty straightforward, right? If you are both students, you have stuff in common about being students. If you're colleagues, you have things in common in relation to being colleagues working together. 
if you're at a similar venue or place for the same reason, then you have that in common. So you have to first think about what do I have in common? Then you have to choose questions that are going to be number one, general enough to not make the other person uncomfortable and also appropriate to your relationship with them. Let me explain what I mean by that. So if you know them a little bit, you can use that little bit that you know about them to make your questions. If you don't know them at all, then you use maybe just those things that you have in common with that person you don't know at all to ask a question. If you know them very well, of course, you have many things to choose from. All of the things that you know about each other that you can use to create questions. Okay. But you also have to choose the right kind of question. Think about the type of question that's going to get them talking. What type of question will get them talking and what type of question will not? Generally, a yes-no question is a little difficult to get the other person to really open up and want to say more. So if you just say, right, what time did you get here? And they say 10 minutes ago, then you have to now think of another question to ask. And that makes it kind of even more difficult for you, right? Or asking a simple yes-no question, right? Like, did you eat breakfast? Could result in a simple, yes, I did, which then may leave you in the same situation to then have to come up with another question. Now, yes or no questions can be good if they can lead to more open questions. But I want to focus on two types of questions. Number one, opinion questions. And number two, explanation questions. So these are questions that you can use in any kind of social situation when you want to have small talk with someone to get a conversation going, not a serious conversation, that's appropriate to the situation and your relationship or lack of relationship with the other person or people, right? And again, the type of question we're going to use are opinion and explanation. So let's go back to our situation. You're at the beginning of a meeting. You've joined a Zoom call or a video chat, right? Another person is there. Maybe two other people are there, but it's before the meeting started, uh, hasn't started yet. So what do you do? Just sit there and play solitaire or mind sweeper on your computer? <laughs> sure, maybe. Or, or say something, right? Get something started. Okay, so let's say we want to do that. Let's say we want to get something started. Now, maybe we want to start with opinion questions. And let's say we know something about the other person. I'll use a personal example. People know often about me when they get on a call with me that I recently became a parent. And so they might ask me about that. So they might say something like, how is early parenthood going? How's parenthood going? Now they can ask me that because they know that about me. So if they don't know that about me, they can't ask that. But that would be one thing because 
Because again, you use what you know about the other person to ask that. That's an opinion question. How's it going? I can explain how I feel. I have a lot to say about that. So that's a good question you can use. If you know a little bit about the other person, ask a how question, a how do you feel question about one specific thing you know about them, right? But maybe you don't know that much. You don't know anything personal. So there you might say, for example, if I, if there, there, what you do is use our context. So we both work for the same company. We don't know each other very well, but we recently had a change in policy in the company where now we work at home a couple days a week, but we also need to go into the office one or two days a week. So there I might say, how do you feel about going to the office more often these days? I know this because this is what people are doing. How do you feel about that? So the first one is, how is that going? That's an opinion about how is how do you feel about early parenthood, kind of. How do you feel directly? How do you feel about something? Again, whether I know a lot about this person or not, that would probably work because I'm using our shared connection that we both work here to ask that question. Maybe there's a tool that we're moving to. So we've, we've recently, our team broadly has moved to another piece of software, Figma or something like that. So maybe I would say, how do you think about the switch to Figma? Whatever, whatever, some internal change that's happening. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about something? What do you think about something? If you want to say, how do you feel or what do you think? Either one is okay, but one may be better than the other. Uh, how do you feel is obviously focusing on feelings, emotions. What do you think is obviously focusing on my opinion about this, not necessarily how I feel about it, right? Now, this again, there's a whole range here in the opinion questions type category because for the how do you feel about question, how do you feel about going to the office more, I'm using my knowledge of the fact that we both work in this company. What do you think about the switch to Figma? I'm using my knowledge that we both had to switch to Figma because we work in this company, but I don't know you that well, maybe. But on the other side, if I know you pretty well, and I know that I mean, maybe we're both One Piece fans, then I can ask, I have way more options, right? I might say, yeah, well, what, what did you think about the new One Piece series? Okay, so there's a, there's a One Piece live action series, and I know that you're a One Piece fan, and I am, and we both talked about that. What did you think about that? That's a good conversation starter, too. You just have to be aware what types of topics are appropriate. A casual conversation about a TV show before a meeting starts in, a, in I feel, most workplaces, I don't think that's inappropriate. Some workplaces, that might be. So it kind of depends on the context, right? It kind of depends on the situation that you're in. Okay, so again, just to reiterate, when you need to have a conversation or you want to have a conversation, think about shared context, anything you know about the other person and how well you know them, then come up with an opinion question using things like, how is this going? 
how do you feel, what do you think, to hopefully get them to share something that you can then use to ask another question and really get some small talk going. People like to talk about themselves. Now, the other type is the explanation question. So if you want to explain something or have the other person explain something, then you might learn, you might understand something you didn't understand before. And it's similar to the opinion question, except instead of getting their opinion, you're getting to you're getting them to talk about something, a topic, right? So it's a little different. Better than did you eat breakfast, right? You're getting some the, the idea for all of these is you want to if it's like a button, I want to what thing do I have to say to get the other person to say things? <laughs> Think about it like that. How which words should I use? to make the other person say words <laughs> and opinions and explanations are great for that. Yes, no questions, not so great, right? So how about explanation? Same situation. I want to get you to explain something. I'm okay. Here you are. I know that you're in a different team, but we're in the same meeting. What kind of projects are you guys working on these days? So I know, well, we're in the same company. I know you guys are busy, but I don't know what you are busy on. You guys is a fairly general term, guys, for people, right? You and your team is what that means. What kind of projects are you guys working on? Or, or you could start with a yes, no question and ask a follow-up question. Are you guys working on any interesting projects? Then either they will start talking about those or you can ask a very simple follow-up question to get those details. I think what kinds of projects is probably better because then you don't have to think about a follow-up question, right? How about what did you get up to at the convention? Again, I'm doing the same thing. I'm using my knowledge of you or our shared situation. So I know that your team went to a convention last week for something. That's all I know. I don't know you very well. We haven't talked, but I know something about your team that you guys went to a convention last week, all of you. What did you do? What did you get up to is like saying, what did you do? Same thing. What did you do? What did you get up to, right? So there you can then explain what happened. Oh, we did this and we did that and we did this. And then I have some more juicy material that I can grab onto to ask more questions. Now, another great type of explanation is on, on slightly the more personal side. You can use this for work-related stuff too, but this is to ask about either future plans or past experiences. The convention one would be a past experience related to work, right? But maybe I want to ask about the upcoming holiday. I know you have it because I have it. Not everyone gets a two-week holiday for the new year, but I know that we do because we're colleagues. So I might say, got any big plans for the new year break? There's a, there's a work break that we have two weeks off. Got any big plans? So there you explain, or hopefully they explain, oh yeah, I'm going to go to... Uh, 
Indonesia or whatever they're going to do, then we can again have that conversation. Now, just as we did with the opinion question, we might say to someone I know, if I know you have kids and stuff, then I can ask something about that. What's new with the family? That's not really an opinion question, is it? What's new with the family is basically tell me some things that you're comfortable talking about related to things happening with your family. Oh, yeah, my son got a soccer trophy or whatever, right? Just some little small talk. And then they might say, well, what about you? Oh, yeah. That's how we get to know each other. Okay, so, and these are just some examples to recap. For both of these, what we're doing is we're trying to get the other person to say a little bit more. To do that, we use opinion questions or explanation questions. And we can do that for people we don't know very well, as long as we have some shared context. Or for people we know a little bit about or a lot about, asking things based on what we know. Right? And that allows us to have a natural begin a natural conversation using these simple questions. This is much better than the generic questions. Uh, have you seen any good movies these days? Which is okay, but it's not as specific. It's not that good. How about this weather? <laughs> right? We want to avoid these generic questions. So hopefully now you have at least some ideas for how to do this. Try it out. If you have any questions about it, let me know in the comments if you haven't already done so. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. And also get a free course, Natural English Conversations, in the links in the description. Okay. Um, let's see. What does spark mean? Vitaly, I see your question there. Another question, where are you from? Uh, yes, okay, so where are you from? It depends on the situation. If you're travel, let's say, okay, let's change the situation. You are traveling. You're in a hostel, right? You're on a trip. You meet a stranger. You want to start a conversation. Where are you from is a perfectly good starting question to get more details. But then if they just say India, you then are in the situation of needing to ask another question. If you say, where in India? And then they say, New Delhi. And you're again in the situation where you have to come up with a question. The problem with questions whose answer is simple information or yes or no, is that you often have to work very hard to get it going. And there's nothing wrong with asking that where are you from question. I think it's good. But when you're trying to get some small talk going, you want to instead think about getting them to explain something, maybe once they've said where they're from, or getting them to share an opinion about something, because that's what gets the, that's like the grease that gets the conversation moving, right? So instead of saying just, where are you from? with the risk of it just being a simple answer. Instead, right, maybe ask about, you have a fellow traveler here, right? Um, what are you planning to do while you're here? And maybe that's a follow-up question once you know where they're from. Okay, 
great. What are you planning to do while you're here? Then they're going to explain some things. Or how do you feel about this place where we are so far? Then they're going to talk about their opinion, right? Now, if someone to explanation or opinion questions just says, good, I like it. I don't know. I'm going to the zoo. Simple answers. Well, then they probably don't want to talk to you. So that's a cue to leave them alone. <laughs> Leave them alone at that point. <laughs> I think that's also a part of, I guess, what you could call EQ, right? If you are trying to push someone to have a conversation and they give you very short answers and you're giving them every opportunity to talk and they're just looking at their phone going, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, I like it. It's good. Mm -hmm. And then they're just looking at their phone. Okay, this person doesn't want to talk to you. Leave them alone. This is my opinion. <laughs> okay. SNMKN says, one quick question. Overlapping and shadowing, do they have the same meaning? Um, so, no, they, they don't have the same meaning. I think the idea, the idea that they have in common, SNMKN, is that they... A physical shadow, right, is something you are kind of, it's like you're overlapping it, right? If you, if you look down at the ground and you see a little dark area that's caused by you, you're kind of overlapping it. But generally speaking, no, they're, they're not because overlapping is focusing on one thing being on top of another. And a shadow is one thing kind of projected from another or closely following it. In fact, when we talk about a shadow, we instead are talking about usually a thing that is following us, right? If someone says, oh, he's afraid of his shadow, that's someone who's always very nervous. This is something that's right behind you. Ah! Someone who's very nervous and skittish. But we also use this word shadow, as I mentioned earlier, when we want to learn a new skill. I'm watching you very carefully. I'm right behind you, watching you, so that I can learn the thing that you know. In the same way, when we talk about learning pronunciation through shadowing, I'm watching and listening, watching the mouth and listening carefully so that I can get every sound, following it, not at the same time, following it. So that's the idea. They're, 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 they're different. They are different. They're so different it hurts. Vitaly's question is, hey, Luke, you mentioned on LinkedIn that you are a co-founder of Yoli. Can you tell us more about what that is? Yes. So in 2016, I started a startup company uh, with two other guys um, in China. And this was a an this was a an English learning app on WeChat. WeChat is the Chinese the ultimate Chinese platform. You can do everything on WeChat, everything. And so we essentially built Uber for English learning, where you would just push a button. And you would immediately be connected to a native English speaking teacher who would then 
give you a live lesson, talking live with that teacher for 25 minutes to practice your English. And we had a bunch of curriculum and uh, teachers all around the world, a bunch of different country countries. Uh, and it was really cool. It was great. But then in 2020, that company was acquired and we're no longer doing it now. So that's what it is. It was an English learning company. Hopefully that answers your question. Well, it does answer your question. That's the answer. <laughs> um, for the record, I'm just, I have, feel like I have to leave this disclaimer here. What I'm doing here is scratching my nose, just to be clear. I'm not picking my nose. This is, I, I have an itch right on the inside, just for the record. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we get to our next one, let's see. Would you like to come to Iraq? Iraq. It is a beautiful place. Save. Would you like the last lesson? I'm not sure. Is that a question that you have there? I would like to go to Iraq. I'm very interested in... I'm very interested in the traditions, uh, historically, of that part of the world. Absolutely. Okay, let's get to our next thing, shall we? Shall we? By the way, uh, uh, those watching and listening, if you're interested in, uh, if you're interested in asking me questions directly, you can do that on the Discord. Feel free to join that. That's free to join, and also grab that free course and. Look out for new courses coming out. I'm currently working on a course on prepositions. This is a course that I wrote and recorded back in 2020. So it's been a long time coming. I don't know what I was thinking with the level of detail of this course. I do know what I was thinking. Everyone struggles with prepositions, it seems like. Even really good English speakers have trouble with prepositions. What I was trying to do is with the course is finally say, hey, listen, the answer to prepositions is not that you need to just understand what this preposition means to, for, at, from, with, because that doesn't work because they have all kinds of different uses. Instead, what we need to do is learn how these prepositions are used in all kinds of different ways with tons of examples. So this course covers thousands of examples. It's going to be very long. It's, it could be 20 hours long. I'm not exactly sure how long it will end up being. Very, very long. So imagine learning prepositions for 20 hours. <laughs> well, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming soon. That's all I can say. What does cough mean? The cough means <laughs> that is a cough. <laughs> that's a cough um which is different than clearing well i suppose clearing your throat and cough can be the same but for different reasons cough we often think of coming from the lungs <coughs> right and clearing your throat would be if it's right here your throat feels a little scratchy right and you, you your voice is a little uh uh gurgly and you want to just <clears throat> kind of <clears throat> do that 
that is also a cough technically, but that will also be called clearing your throat. Okay, have you thought about creating different types of content on YouTube besides English lessons? I think you'd be great at something like news discussions uh, similar to Lou Later. I'm a big fan of Lou Later, actually. I like, I like that. Uh, Vitaly, uh, the answer is yes. I'm actually thinking about starting another channel on stuff completely unrelated. Mm, I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, my plan is to do really in-depth topics based purely on things that I find interesting. Um, and I think the style will be something similar to, if anyone has ever seen my history of the English language video, which is on this channel, uh, I'm thinking of doing something similar to that, but as a different channel. Just because I'm feeling, I, re I have so many things I'm interested in talking about, right? So yeah, I'm thinking about that. Thanks for asking. Okay. Listen, let's, let's go to our question. We're going to be talking about how to form two different types of questions. S sounds very simple. It is very simple, but I think we need to understand this. So let's head over to the blackboard, shall we? And you may know that I've been recently having some difficulties with my, my with my blackboard, but I think I've got them all solved now. I believe I've resolved all of them. So let's hope for the best. Here we go. Let's see. Let's 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 try it out. Oh yes, very nice. Hip hip hooray to that. Okay. Okay. So we've got a question from Jimmy. And if you want to submit questions that you would like me to answer, I think Discord might be a good place to do that, right? Uh, there's a section in Discord, in the Discord, where you can submit questions. So I, I get them from there, or people ask me questions individually, right? So here's the question. How do we make questions that are Yes, no, compared to, or let's say versus, and we often just call these WH questions. And what do I mean by WH questions? Well, who and which and what, well, what? <laughs> I did two H's. What's wrong with me? Okay, so now yes, no questions would be what? Can, did, are, will. Those would be yes, no questions. So the question is not just what's the difference between these, but how do we make them? Or grammatically, how do we make them? And that's what we're going to spend a little bit of time on now. Because while it is simple, getting confused about how to do this is, I think, quite reasonable. It's pretty reasonable, okay? So let's start with, let's start with yes, no questions. Yes, no questions. Questions that ask for a yes, no answer. The answer to yes, no questions can be either yes 
or no. <laughs> okay. Now, these can start with all kinds of different words. And we need to know what kind of word it is. Uh, I shouldn't say all kinds of different words. Many different words, but not all kinds of different words. One kind of word, but different words. <laughs> that's not said. <laughs> that's confusing. Let me. <laughs> that was perhaps the worst explanation I've ever given of anything. That might be my absolute most confusing statement I've ever made. Uh, as an English teacher. <laughs> uh, okay, forgive me. All right. So let's give it. A, let's look at a couple of examples and then see if we can pick out the pattern. That is a good way to begin. So let's do simple ones. Can we go now? Can we go now? Okay. How about our you going and uh, let's just change the verb here i want to use a i want to use a different i want to use a different uh verb for this one because i think that can be helpful just to just to make it clear that um that's not necessarily part of the structure okay are you are you coming to the meeting? Okay. So what is the answer to can we go now? Well, the answer would be yes, we can or no, we can't. I'm not ready. Are you coming to the meeting? The answer again is yes or no. Okay. So we can see with both of these questions, even though we have all different words, we're getting the same thing. An answer and the answer being yes or no. So what we need to understand is how we make this so that we can ask for a yes or no. Notice that we start with this type of special verb. And then we have this type of word. And then we have this type of word. This is the same for all of these. The basic structure is this type of word followed by this type of word followed by this type of word. Now this type of word is called an auxiliary verb. The first one is called an auxiliary verb. And this type of verb is a helping verb. That means it is a verb, but it is not the main verb of the sentence, right? This type of question uses an auxiliary verb at the beginning, right at the beginning. And there are a lot of different auxiliary verbs. We won't go through all of them. Are, is, can, could, shall, should, right? Did, do, have, has. All of these, all of these and more are auxiliary verbs. 
and they help you make the question. They help you say the main verb that you want to say in the sentence, in the question. That's what they do. They're not the main one. We start with that. Then we have our subject. Now the subject is what the sentence is about, right? This is, if you say, for example, they are, they are, they is the subject. It's what we're talking about or who we're talking about. It, right? It, it, it is what I'm talking about. Bananas. They are what I'm talking about, right? So that's the subject. And then we have the main verb. Now, this could be in different tenses. For example, are you coming? Well, this is the continuous, right? Can we go? That's the simple. So different uh, tenses, but we want to then use the main verb. Now, we're not going to talk about what comes after because really the important thing for this is this order. So this is how you make a yes, no question. And there are so many different ways that you can do it, but this is the basic structure, okay? Now, the interesting thing to note is that often when you want to then answer the question, you could just flip the auxiliary verb and the subject. So if you wanted to answer this yes, no question, you could say, yes, we can go now. And are you coming to the meeting? And you could say, now, this is, we have to change it because it's you. So you're talking to me, so I have to say are. I have to say, I have to say <laughs> I, right? We have to change this because it's I. But it's the same thing. We're flipping it around. Yes, I am coming to the meeting. Now, if it's, if it's are they, then we don't need to change it because you're talking to me about they, right, about them, and so we don't need to change it there, right? Are they coming to, to the meeting? Yes, they are. Yes, they are, right? So all you're doing is flipping it. Now, one interesting thing there is if it's a negative, then you have to add not, right? So for this one would be no, I'm not. I am not. I'm not, right? You'd have to add that. They aren't. You'd have to make it negative. But other than that, it's, it's, it's pretty much that simple, honestly. Now, I want to give, let's think of, try to think of an example for yourself in your own head that would, I'm just making this a little bit bigger, that would, I'll, ooh, what the heck? The heck I'm trying to erase one sec. Think of an example. Why is it so small? How do I make this bigger? Ah, there we go. Can I make it bigger? Make it huge? Can I make it huge? Ah, ah, now it's bigger. That's better. Think of an example that's different from the ones that we've talked about, these two that we've talked about, that uses the same structure, that allows you to ask someone a yes or no question. 
that uses, again, the same basic structure. I want to see it. Share it. I'd like to take a look. We can make another one. Again, it's not that hard. For example, what's an auxiliary verb? Could. Could? Could what? Um, could you? Okay, that's the subject, right? Tell me what happened. Now, this might get the person to tell me what happened, which isn't a yes answer, right? But they could say yes and then tell me what happened, right? So it's the same idea, same thing. And if you want to answer that, it would be yes, I could. So you can just flip those around. I could, I could. And if I say can you, then it would be yes, I can. So it doesn't change. Okay, now. Hopefully we've got a pretty good idea for how to make simple yes, no questions. And you can do so many things with that. What about these WH questions? We're just going to call these WH questions, which include who and which and what and why and where, right? And I can't, are there maybe, are there more? Did I say all of them? I don't know. <laughs> what, why, where, who, when, which? What, why, where, who, when? What, why, where, who, when, which? Am I missing one? Help me out. I might be. Okay. So let's do an example first. Who can I ask? about this, okay? This is looking a little different, but maybe familiar, okay? Where are, <laughs> art isn't spelled with a G, where are you going? Where are you going? Okay, so is the answer to who can I ask about this, yes or no? No, if you say, who can I ask about this? Yes, I'll be confused. What's, what, wait, no, who? Yes, no, who? <laughs> so the answer to this should be a person. Denise? Jimmy? <laughs> who? It should be a person. I want to know the person. Where are you going? Yes. No, that doesn't make sense. Where are you going? To the supermarket to work, to Germany, where? I want to know. So this should be a place. Okay, so we're asking for something, not yes or no, we're asking for a thing, a person. We want to know some information. We're trying to get information with these. And it can be a simple answer still, but it's not yes or no. Now, what I want you to notice about these is that the structure is the same. And the only difference is that we then add the WH word in front. So that's the nice thing about it. That's what makes them so easy. Once you understand how to build the yes, no question, 
to then ask these questions, all you need is to add that word that you want. So it's the same thing. It's the WH word. There's one piece. It's the next piece. It's the next thing. And it's the next thing. So before we had three pieces, now we have four pieces. We have the WH word and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. What is the next thing? So again, we have the WH and then this are or can, which is, as we know now, called that silly word, the auxiliary verb, the helping verb. Then we have the next thing, which is what? Which is the subject, as we've said, it's the same thing. The subject, the subject, the subject, the subject, the subject, the subject, the subject. Then you have your main verb. And that's it. That's, that's all you need to know, pretty much. There are always exceptions to things, but that's basically the structure. Now, to answer this, who can I ask about this? Often, the answer will just be that information. Denise, right? Or if you want to answer that question completely with a sentence, you would say, if it's I can, you're, you're, you're asking me, right? So or you're asking me, so I'm going to talk to you. So I'm going to say you instead of I, right? Who can I ask? You. You're just making a statement. You're flipping them around. Again, flipping these two around. You can ask Denise. Where are you going? Flipping it around, right? Flip this around. Now to flip it around, we can't say R and you because you're asking me. So I we can't say I are, right? That's not okay. I am going. And then where am I going? To Germany, wherever I'm going, right? So you could just say Germany, or you could say I am going to Germany, right? So that's kind of it. Now, again, can you think of a WH question? Can you think of a WH question? Is why the one I was missing? No, I think I said why. <laughs> that gets someone or would get someone to give you some information. Make it different from the ones that I've given, but follow the same structure. Now, let's just look at another one. How about this? What... Should we do now? What should we do now? Okay, there's the WH word. There's the auxiliary verb. There's the subject. There's the main verb. There you go. There's the structure. Now, the answer would be what? We flip these around. Flip these two around, right? We should... Now, sometimes it would be do, uh, sometimes you would just say what you're going to do. We should go, we should play, we should uh, do the laundry. <laughs> Great answer, okay. So that's the idea, that's the structure. Hopefully you have a pretty good idea for this now. It's simple, right? It's not that complicated, but you have to understand the structure to understand how it all works 
once you understand how it all works, you don't need to be confused. But it also has to be something you practice. So, you know, practice it. Make 10 examples for each type. Make 20 examples for each type. Feel free to share those with me. I'd love to take a look. If you have any questions, let me know in the comments. If you haven't already done so, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. And also, get a free course, Natural English Conversations, in the links in the description. Okay. Okay. Hopefully that's clear. I really hope that's clear. I feel like it's so simple. It's so easy. So simple, so easy. But you kind of have to just know it, right? You got to know. You got to know. You got to know. You got to know. All right. Um, good evening, sir, says Brad. Is there any specific time you do a live video? Let's say I hope on Sunday, but every time I say a time, then it, it changes, I feel. I would like to get uh, to a more regular time, but Sunday seems, Sunday seems like a good day to do it. It just seems like a great day to do it. Speaking of One Piece, has anyone watched the live action series? I actually have been watching it there's a uh, uh, live-action version of the anime One Piece on Netflix, and I really like it. I'm actually going through it right now, and it's really good. What do you guys think? Do you like it? Is it good? What's your opinion? All right. Let's see, did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Yeah, so the reason that I haven't been super regular, no excuse, honestly, I have no excuse, is that the work schedule has been somewhat complicated with a new baby, getting into a routine, finding when the best times are to do different things, right? So that's kind of part of it. It's really just a matter of finding a pattern, new pattern, adjusting. When things get thrown up into the air, they land in a new configuration, in a new place. And so that's kind of been what I've been trying to figure out. So I've gone kind of from the regular Friday time to maybe now on a weekend, late morning, Eastern Standard Time or early afternoon. It seems to work pretty well. I like this time. So uh, yeah, the anime itself of One Piece is very long. I believe it's a thousand episodes. I've honestly only seen a few episodes of the anime. I'm ashamed to say, but I'm like, I'm enjoying the... <laughs> Live action version is is good. It's good. It's good. I like it. And it's making me now want to watch more of the anime. Okay. Okay. Let's uh I want to so we talked about how to ask the conversational questions. How do we actually answer those conversational questions? I think that's 
that's worth talking about. That's worth getting into for sure. But I need I need a quick coffee break first. If that's okay. Um, why is this so slow? Is etc. and do etc. Not quite sure. I understand that. Uh, I understand that question. Why is my mouse so slow? I I'm just scrolling up through uh, through questions here. Okay. Which animals are best at mimicry? Several animals excel at mim mimicry, primarily for survival, communication, or predation. Here are some notable examples. Mimic octopus. The cephalopod can imitate various marine animals like lionfish, flatfish, and sea snakes to avoid predators. Lyrebird, known for its vocal mimicry, the lyrebird can imitate chainsaws, camera shutters, and other bird species calls. Yeah, I've seen that. There's a video on YouTube of a lyrebird. You should look that up, doing different bird calls. And it can, it, I thought it was fake the first time I saw it. It can sound like a car. It can sound like almost anything. It's crazy. Hoverflies, these insects resemble stinging bees or wasps, but are harmless themselves. The resemblance deters predators. Cleaner fish mimics. Some fish species mimic cleaner fish to get close to their prey and then bite them instead of cleaning them. That seems like a pretty good strategy. That seems like a great strategy, actually. Attack on Titan is another another classic. Yeah, I watched the first episode of Attack on Titan, and I just didn't get into it after that. So maybe I should give it another chance. I haven't been watching that many shows recently. I have been trying to play more video games, though. I recently finished... Diablo 4, which was pretty fun. Um, and I'm thinking about playing Baldur's Gate next on PlayStation. Okay, let's get into our next topic here. How do we answer these extremely common questions? How are you? What's going on? So simple, right? And yet, if you don't know how to quickly answer these and you get kind of stuck, it can cause some awkwardness, right? Plenty of times I've interacted, especially with English learners, um, I've interacted with someone who gives the opposite answer because they get mixed up. And it's not because they don't know, but it's because 
It's not a habit. So the key thing is once you learn to make it a habit, right? To remember one type of question is asking one type of thing and the other type of question is asking another type of thing. So how are you and what's going on? They're asking two different types of things. But what I want you to pay attention to is simply the words how and what. This is your key, okay? This is your key. If you hear the word how, you're going to be answering usually, usually in these conversational situations, you're going to be answering about feelings. You're going to be answering about your inside state, let's say. And if you hear what, then you're going to be answering about things happening, things that did happen, things that are happening, right? Maybe things that will happen. Events instead of feelings, okay? So how is for feeling and what is for events, things happening or going on? And I say this because there are different forms of how and what questions. Then they're all kind of doing the same thing. How are you? How's it going? How are things? How's work? How's business? How's the family? How are the kids? What's going on? What are you doing? What's happening? What's new? What's good? Again, what have you been up to these days? All of these are also very similar. Many different forms, but they're really just two different types. The how questions and the what questions. So I hope actually that's the main thing. If you just remember that, you're going to be in good shape. Just remember there are two main types, even though there are lots of different questions. Now, let's get into specifically how are you and how we can answer how are you naturally. Okay. Remember, we're talking about feelings. So if someone says, how are you? Don't say, hi. <laughs> say instead, I'm good. I'm okay. Not bad. Fantastic. Great. So-so. Fine. Could be better. Amazing. All of these are how you feel, right? Right now. So if you say, I'm good, thanks. How about you? That would be probably the most common thing to say. If you say, I'm fine, thank you, and you, that's a little too, uh, it's a little too formal for most situations, and it's not the best way to reply. I'm fine, thank you, and you sounds like you're stiff and not very relaxed. I'm good, thanks, how about you? Sounds more relaxed, this is the best way to answer. Now, should you still say I'm good if you're not good? What if you're not good? It really depends on the situation. If you say to someone, not good, if you don't know them well and you're just passing them in the workplace or quickly, or you walked up to the counter at 7-Eleven and someone says, eh, how are you? And you say, not great. Uh, this situation is not appropriate. It's not the best time for you to unload your problems. And so sometimes just saying, I'm good, thanks, is like a, a head nod. It's not it's not a real question about how you are. It's almost like a greeting. It is a greeting. Okay, so just be aware. Sometimes you want to talk about how you really feel, and sometimes you want to just do a quick thing because it's a quick interaction 
and you don't want to really get into a conversation and it's more like a hi, hi sort of thing, right? So generally, I'm good, thanks. How about you? It's just polite to say, right? And they'll say, I'm good, even if they're not good, <laughs> right? You could say, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, do you have to say, how about you? No, you don't have to, right? But it's often polite as a sort of exchange, right? Thank you. How about you? Now, you could say, how about you? Or you can say, how are you? If they say, for example, how's it going? Then instead of saying, how, how are you? You could say, how about you? Or you could say, how's it going with you? You would repeat back the question based on what you were asked, right? So if someone says, how's it going? You would then say, how's it going with you? Or for anything, you can just say, how about you? Or if it's less formal, you, you, that's less formal. Just be aware of that. So how about you and you are really great. So not bad. How are you? How about you? You? Each one has a slightly different feeling, more or less formal. Just be aware of that. Okay. Not bad is okay to say, I think. Not bad doesn't mean bad. It's just like saying, mm, eh, 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 right? How about less formal ways to say this? Again, you is less formal. So I'm good. I'm good. You, I'm good. You very quick, right? This is maybe something you would use with a friend or in a very casual interaction. Been better. This is where you might want to start a conversation or have a conversation. If someone says, how are you? And you say, I've been better. Been better means not that good. And they might say, oh, really? Why not? Then you might talk about it. This might be a real question to find out about how you really are. <laughs> don't ask. That means really bad. Now, that doesn't mean don't ask. <laughs> it means please ask, maybe. It just means not good, really bad, in fact. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Don't ask. What's going on? They asked. <laughs> so that's often okay because don't ask means I'm not doing very good, right? Or it means let's talk about it later. This again, you would probably use with someone you know pretty well. Someone you may want to have that conversation with later. Hey, what was going on this afternoon? Oh, I was just so busy and so stressed. I didn't have any time to talk. I'm sorry about that. And I was really not in a good mood. Oh, okay. okay. So that might be something to talk about later. So that's a really good one. But again, probably something you would use with someone you know pretty well, a friend, maybe a colleague. Okay. How about what's going on? What's going on? Well, what's going on could be there's a problem. There's an emergency. What? What's going on? Why is everyone running around? But conversationally, what's going on means what are you doing? What is happening here in this situation? So just be aware that sometimes you'll, you'll hear this used in a more urgent situation where I'm, I'm, I don't know the situation. I need someone to tell me quickly so that maybe I can help. Everyone's running around screaming. What's going on? Ah, the, the, the toaster caught fire. Get some water. Don't throw water on a toaster. <laughs> there you might want to see what you can do to help. But generally, in a social situation, now you're being asked a what question. So you're talking about things you're doing, things you were doing, things that are happening. So instead, now we say instead of I'm good, we say not much. 
Just working on some reports. You? Not much is a very common answer to what are you doing? What's going on? Or what's up? What's up? Hey, what's up? This is very conversational and it is similar to how are you in that often it's just used as a hey, 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 what's up? Uh, not much. So if you hear someone quickly say to you as they're passing you by, hey, what's up? Don't say, well, I'm uh, currently writing some reports about this. And then after that, I'm going to have a, a pickle and uh, eggplant sandwich uh, on, on toasted rye. No. In that situation, you want to say, not much. You? And they say, man, same old, same old. We'll get to that in a second. That's just a very quick back and forth. Just like, how are you? Good. You? Pretty good. See you later, <laughs> right? It's a very quick thing. So just be aware of the situation. You don't always want to go into a lot of detail in the same way that with how are you, you don't always want to say, oh, I'm not having a very good day, you know? So be aware of the situation. Sometimes you do want to talk about what you're doing though. What's going on? Just catching up on some emails. How about you? How about you? Notice we can use the same question that we used with the how, the how questions. How about you? Very useful. Think of how about you as a tennis racket or a ping pong paddle. This is one of the most powerful things that you have to simply return whatever question you were asked back to the other person to show that you want them to answer too. So if they say, how are you? Or if they say, what's going on? And you answer, then you just say, how about you? What you're doing is hitting it back. That's it. Very, very useful right? Now, if you want to make it very conversational, use just. If you want to make it slightly less conversational, don't use just. So you could say just catching up on some emails or catching up on some emails. It's the same thing. Just, just feels a little more conversational. Now, less formal, you could say same old, same old, same old, same old, which means nothing new. And you could say nothing new. And just like we talked about with our other less formal ones, you, same as, how about you? Just a little bit less formal. Just hanging out, you, hanging out, what am I doing? Hanging out, nothing. I'm not doing anything special. You, right? Nothing. How about you? Now notice there, when I say that, very informal instead of nothing. Does that mean nothing? No, it doesn't mean nothing because I'm always doing something but I'm not doing anything special, right? I'm just kind of walking around the house, uh, making pickle and, uh, what did I say? Something on rye, eggplant on rye, sandwiches. That could be nothing. Actually, anything could be nothing. It's just a way to respond. And often people will say nothing instead of nothing. And instead of saying, how about you? They'll say very casually, how about you? How about instead of about? Just be aware of that. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying that's something that you will often hear, okay? So that's it. Again, the key takeaway is I want you to remember how and what questions. These are the two groups. These are the two groups, how and what. How and what. And also remember, sometimes these are going to be simple social interactions that aren't really conversation starters. Things that you would say when you're passing someone by, right? Both of these can be. And in those cases, you don't want to say too much. 
you don't want to say something that's going to make the other person feel like they have to ask more, right? So be aware of those situations, but also know that in some situations you want to say, eh, I'm pretty well, but you want to add a little detail to start a conversation. Or in the case of the what questions, you want to say, I'm actually swamped right now working on X, Y, and Z, and maybe get some help with that. Maybe actually explain what is going on in some detail. So they're very flexible, very useful. If you have any questions about these, let me know in the comments. If you haven't already done so, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. And also, get a free course, Natural English Conversations, in the links in the description. Okay. All right. Hopefully that's all clear. Clear and useful, clear and useful. Let's see. I think we might call it a day. Thanks for the questions, people. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll try to be regular on Sunday now. Sunday, I've just decided. Sunday is the day. Sunday is our day for being live. Uh, those listening or watching, watching later, though, you know, feel free to join on Sunday. That's when it happens officially. This is the new time. I guarantee it. Maybe. Um, let's see. Well, I appreciate you all joining. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Um, I hope you're getting up to interesting things, doing fun stuff, going to zoos, doing zip lines, zip lining here and there, eating tasty treats and um, carving pumpkins. Not quite pumpkin carving season, but that's coming up. It's, it's a, in this hemisphere at least, very soon autumn, which I'm very excited about. And for those of you who are joining me in this seasonal adventure, welcome. Let's do it together. All right. If I missed any questions, join next week. We will be live again. If you have questions in the meantime, join the Discord and ask me questions directly there. Also stay up to date with new stuff that comes out. Uh, check out the courses. You can do that on the website, either cloudenglish.net or the other one. And you can grab a free course, Natural English Conversations. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to support the channel that is most appreciated. If you're listening, you can watch on YouTube and Facebook. Links in the description. If you're watching, you can listen. Links in the description. And uh, again, have a great weekend. Have a great week next week. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye, everybody.